This is the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, May 10th, 2014, episode 15. Welcome back to the Wildernet Podcast, where we rediscover nature in a digital age. I'm Shane. Hey, everybody. I'm Eric. How's it going, Eric? I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time. I've never actually... Shane, I've never recorded with uh, the video feature on, and I almost just started laughing because I can see you, Shane. Yeah. I uh, I don't want to start doing plugs right off the bat, but uh, I started... Um... <laughs> I started another podcast uh, called Techies, which is kind of the opposite of this podcast. But, um, and I could see them on there also, and it was kind of um, it was a little scary, uh, and and I was laughing a lot, or trying to hold back from laughing, just seeing people's faces. Yeah, I almost but, just uh, completely lost it. Our fans have no clue. I don't think you <laughs> have a clue. I was like trying to look away because I didn't want to instigate you to start laughing. <laughs> but I'm I'm okay now. I'm past it. We're good. All right, good. We're good now. All right. Well, hello everyone. Hey, we're uh, we're doing an episode actually a week after the previous one, believe it or not. But uh, here we are, and uh, you know what? Weather's getting real nice out. Um, it's pretty decent today. I gotta say, uh, was it sixty seventies? No, sixties, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh... You know, blossoms on the trees now. Some greenery is starting to show up. I got to do some stuff outside already today, so that's good. Um, just did some mowing and some... Uh, uh, actually picked up some leaves that were still left behind. <laughs> Probably should have been done by now, but finally got to them. Just, uh, but, you know. You got a regular old push mower there, huh? I do. Yep. Yep. Uh... You you probably don't have to do much of that right now, hey? Not yet. Nope. Not this guy. Nope. You know, but honestly, I, I actually, I I would maybe like to get one of those ones that just kind of like rotates with all those fancy blades. Oh, yeah. What are those? Those can't be cheap. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with them. They just, I've used one uh, when I was a kid and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Really? How did you get to use one as a kid? Um, I don't know. Some friend of the family had one. So when I, you know, I was a kid that's hyper and energetic and loving the outdoors. I just, can I cut the grass? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you and your high intensity, uh, attitude about life in general. I was pretty excited about see it. that. Yeah. So anyway, what, anything else new with you? Uh, yeah. Well, not, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> Been doing some fishing. That that makes me very happy. I think I caught ten northern pike on Tuesday, last Tuesday, which is my Saturday. Really? Uh, yep. Did you talk to me about this already? Catching ten pike or Tuesdays being my Saturday? Uh no, catching ten pike. That seems new new to me. I slammed the pike. I didn't catch anything like super big, but it was kind of cool. I caught one that was pretty small but it had some giant chop marks right in the middle of its body so nice. um clearly they're hungry <laughs> yeah that's awesome man i had no idea um and my waders cool. on and everything yeah it's out it's like chest deep water just casting away for Sweet. hours i loved it 
Well, yeah, and I guess unfortunately our schedules don't really work out, uh, don't really align too much. But um, I, I hope to go fishing at some point here soon. Um, that'd be good. So anyway, uh, shall we uh, get into the activity of the week? Let's do it. The activity of the week. Alrighty, well, uh, to continue our like month of hunting-related uh, activities, we have the uh, Morel mushroom hunting to talk about here. And are we pronouncing that right? Is it M- Morel? Do you know? <laughs> I just figured I'd just let, let that uh, kind of sit out there for a second. We saw. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I call it Mor- Morel. Morel. Yeah, I think that's right. There's a. We were watching a video where a guy, I think he said moral, but, well, yeah, you know, and people will, people should definitely correct us if we're saying this wrong. Please write in and, and let us know that. But anyway, um, so we had a little, uh, a nice little article here that we read off of uh, Field and Stream, actually, uh, which gave us uh, a big, uh, gave us a lot of info, actually, about morel mushrooms and, and, uh, what is the title of that article? Do you have that up by chance, Eric? Yeah, um, I'm grabbing <laughs> it. I'm grab. You know, the nice thing about this article, I, I looked at quite a few actually. Um, the it. thing I liked about this one specifically was that it combed over a lot of the things that I, I well, we wanted to cover in the episode, anyways. Some of the other articles were only about certain aspects and whatever. It's a good article. It's actually called "A Beginner's Guide to Hunting Morel Mushrooms," so it, ma- it makes sense that it's a good article. Yep. So, for starters, uh, a lot of people may have no idea what is a morel. Um, well, it is a mushroom. We know this much. Um, it is a mushroom that's found um, through much of the U.S. And uh, well, Ada, you seem to know more about this, Eric. We something we can go ahead and <laughs> he's shaking his head. <laughs> he he. I can see you now, but. Uh, I think I think he does, but but let's let's give a little backstory. We were it's going on almost a year now when we were first coming up with the idea for Wildernet, and we're we're only on episode fifteen now. But you know, I guess that averages out to be more than one a month at least, so that's good. But it is um, incidentally that is uh, a time when we were first talking about this. We were up in the Wisconsin Dells, and we. Uh, also came across, or I think Eric spotted it. We he spotted a morel mushroom. I was would have been none the wiser. Thankfully, he actually was able to identify it, and um, it was it's a it's a very tasty mushroom that has kind of a, as you said, a, a almost a steak uh, taste to it, right? Okay, let me just correct you on the very tasty. It's extremely good. It's so good. <laughs> I was so shocked. I've heard and heard and heard about these darn things. I, I hadn't seen any. I'd never gone hunting for them. I happened to stumble upon a few uh, when we were camping about a year ago, like Shane had said. And I I knew what they look like. Um, yeah. Like, holy holy wanna, crap. Holy crap, that's a morale mushroom. <laughs> do you want to just so, describe it's it's uh, it's kind of an luck. orangish color, right? Uh, Would you say that's orange? It looks like something out of like the Hobbit. (laughs) 
orange yellow i would say um and a, the top is a has a sponginess to it a very sporous uh and it's uh like a very tall slender yes. dome porous dome tall slender porous dome okay so that's now that people have an idea of what they basically look like uh we can go into a little more about them they're expensive because they're very hard to find uh, and obviously i as far as i was aware i'd never actually seen one prior to that um so they can go one according to this article specifically they can get to be about twenty dollars a pound which is pretty crazy um the weird thing about that shane is i've never seen them in a like a store yeah well that's i guess that's goes to show how rare they really are um you can find them between March and well, I have between March and May. Can you see them past May though? Should be able to. I think right? yes. Yeah. Um, where's that article again? <laughs> Anywho, uh, they're called. Some people call them multiple things, like apparently uh, Molly Moocher Miracle Dryland Fish or Hickory Chickens. That one's interesting. <laughs> And then it also mentioned that some people just refer to them as just plain mushrooms. The, which, the heading of the article actually also says, morels are America's mushroom. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. America's mushroom. Because you can find them all over the U.S., right? Right, yeah. It says much of the U.S. I don't know if that really means most of the U.S., but, uh, yep, definitely. Yeah, the U.S. Uh, has a lot of climates, so. <laughs> I don't know if you can find them... I would imagine they're in probably Canada or uh, at the very least, I would say Canada. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I mean, I'm sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, so what was, I, what was I reading about March through May? That's the part I wasn't real clear about. So March it's a spring. It's a spring thing. Um from it does say it does say uh found in much of the US March uh from a late March through May actually. Um but I would imagine you'd be able to see them into June even. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean I I'm not I, it's something that's on my list of things I want to do and get into um for a lot of good reasons. Mm-hmm. After the cabin fever that sets upon after a long cold stupid winter um and that's only how I feel about it now. So, but anyway, it's a good excuse to get outside, and and you don't have to really do much. You just kind of walk around looking for certain things that would be a tell to where these mushrooms are, and they're super tasty. So, what a reward that is! I just realized before I said I think I said sporous, and I meant to said porous. I meant to I didn't say catch it. porous. <laughs> anyway, um, one one thing about that though the the. Sorry to cut. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, they're actually. Uh, I read that you would want to actually like rinse them off because um, bugs, smaller bugs, are, could potentially live in some of those pores. Yes. Yes. You definitely want to do that uh, before you start. Well, bef- definitely before you uh, eat them for sure. But uh, just funny because I don't think I did that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were we were not really camping near a sink camping. at the time. I don't think so. Um, anyway, uh, you do want to be careful though. You want to make sure that it is a morel before you eat it, because, uh, if you get the wrong one, 
it's going to uh it could potentially cause cramps or gastrointestinal distress that that would be bad and could be worse who knows depending Um, on what you eat well i'll just say that uh men might get a taste for what it's like to be a woman (laughs) okay nice is that appropriate we don't know well we'll we'll find out (laughs) if someone writes in so (laughs) anyway um it can be found on the edge and in forests near uh, ash, aspen, uh, elm, and oak trees. And, Shane, are uh, you are you any good at telling these types of trees apart? I'm not. Uh, I should be. Uh, my dad's very good. He he knows his trees for sure. Um, I'm sure I could identify some trees better than others, but no, I I'm no tree expert. What about you? Uh, no, it's funny enough. My dad is. I wouldn't call him an expert, but he seems to always be talking about the types of trees that are in the woods when we're out in the woods. So, yep. hey, oh, this is a blah, blah, blah. And it could be, okay, great, great. I don't know how the heck you know that. Um, Sometimes I chalk that stuff up to, uh, <laughs> it's funny I say chalk it up. I think I was just yes, <laughs> correcting you the other day. Wobblings, I remember. Incorrectly. It is chalk it up, not chalk it up like I thought it was. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sometimes I just think, you know, when, when our dads were in school, um, there was, I don't want to say there was less opportunity. I mean, there, there was less opportunities, but they didn't have the video games as a distraction at the time and things like that uh, to maybe mm, preoccupy our brains. So maybe I wasn't paying attention about trees as much at the time, you know? That could be the case. I remember doing some sort of leafy project with, you know, putting a leaf in, in a book sure. to flatten a leaf. And, I, you know, I maple, like I know maple, right? That's the only one I can for sure tell you the rest. Uh, birch, I can do birch. Um, um, oak, I, can, I guess I can do oak. There's white oak. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I could identify the leaf, the leaves. Aspen, I don't know. Ash, elm, maybe if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, that, duh, okay. Maybe if I saw some of these. So we'll bring our dads, and then we'll find a ton of mushrooms. Bring your dads in the woods. It's not it's not Father's Day yet, but you know, maybe your mom knows something about a tree. Yep, maybe. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's. I'm sure. <laughs> and then and then you guys can cook mushroom stuff. That's right. So in early spring, uh, you're gonna find these on apparently on uh, south facing slopes, and then more into the season. Uh, deeper into the woods, they would be on north-facing slopes. Why that is, no idea. But yeah, take their word for it. Because the sun is east to west, so south and north. That's interesting. Something to do with that, yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> they, uh, you're, you would also find them, apparently, in uh, well-drained sandy soils is another uh, good location to find them. So Wisconsin and Dells, that's where we found ours. All right, there you go. Sandy soil, well-drained, perfect. <laughs> um, so along the lines of when, when you start seeing these in March, it's it's apparently when the daytime highs are in the 60s and the lows are uh, above 40. So, you know, that's right. That's actually, you know, it's been kind of a, a cold spring, unfortunately, here, but... Uh, now is about the time when the temperature seems to finally be getting to that point. So, good times. I guess it's uh, 
similar to bass fishing in that the way that you locate them, you would uh, cover a lot of ground until you actually find one, and then you can actually slow down and start to uh, look around for more in that yeah, general so vicinity. You got like uh, an ATV and you're just cruising along at 60. I'm just joking. <laughs> Probably be hiking. Well, you know, we don't have in here um, the video you, you had showed me. What was the name of that, uh, the guy that, that searches for these things? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I can find out. You just cover the next few things here, and yep, I'll, yep. I'll get into that. Um, so when I chime in, that's why I'm interrupting. So the ones, the first ones of the season, they're going to be, uh, obviously, first ones are just going to be smaller, and they're going to take quite a few to make an actual meal out of them. Um, later on, though, that's another story. They get to be quite large, and, uh, you know, they're bigger and, and yellow, which makes them easier to spot. Uh, apparently, they taste just as good, and there's more, obviously, there's more to eat on them, so it's kind of win-win win situation there um i guess they uh they often grow around dead or dying trees also um so good locations uh an old apple orchard would be a good location for that um or dead elm trees is is apparently a real good place to look for them so as eric already mentioned you want to soak those in water first or well he said wash them off i think but specifically soaking them a couple hours in uh <laughs> a couple hours in he's showing me the name of that guy now uh the what does that say the wisconsin he is the mushroom hunter the mushroom hunter um, i found him on youtube his name is chris matherly uh, a bit unorthodox maybe but he makes a good video and he apparently is very passionate about these mushrooms in fact i just saw a picture with him and a giant morel mushroom which i didn't know there were giant ones but it's seriously giant i what the heck and he called it uh Sorry. he kept calling it with road hunting right yeah yeah he did talk about that didn't he? he oops uh he was driving along looking for certain types of the fallen trees i think or trees that would indicate where they could be right so so uh, you wanna... yeah he found them a lot he found a lot of them so right yeah it's it's he seemed real uh, real into it for sure. Um, so what you want to do is you actually want to soak them a couple of hours in water to clean out uh, the bugs that are in the the pores of the top of the mushroom. What do you call that? The cap? I think that's maybe what that is. Sure. Uh, uh, so, yeah, there's a couple of ways you can actually prepare them. Uh, you can cook them in butter, which apparently brings the flavor out, that meaty flavor. All about that. See, I cooked it. Here's here's what I did, Shane, and you know because you were there. <laughs> but I found these darn things and I just started eating them. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Then I, I had this awesome, even better idea to uh, chop them up and throw them in with my venison, uh, sautéed. And I swear, I don't know if it was because of the atmosphere, the camping, and not having to worry about being busy. But I'm telling you, these things were like nature's dessert if you don't have a sweet tooth and you like salty awesome desserts like steak that's so, is good salty desserts i suppose yeah that's that's true yeah I, i'd much rather make a meal out of these things for sure that that would be awesome which is one of the things that uh, this article goes on to talk about which is um 
as I mentioned, cooking them in butter. You can apparently scramble them with eggs, scramble them into eggs. Um, whomever it was, who was the one that wrote this article, actually? Was that on there? I should probably identify them. Yeah, it was uh, article was written by Phil... Ooh, uh, Phil Oof. Or Jaylee. Sounds good. And that, the article was published initially on Field and Stream's website uh, April 18th, 2013. And so the author, the author of the article specifically likes to scramble them uh, into eggs with tarragon. Uh, that's a sauce, right? That's Yeah, I've never heard of that sauce, actually. Okay. I'm obsessed with Frank's Red Hot, as you know. So Unless it's a spice or something. I, would I don't Frank's. honestly really cook, so unfortunately. But something to maybe try. Um, or, or I could have Eric do it for me. That's right. I like cooking. <laughs> Uh, or you can uh, batter fry them also. Getting and then really hungry. We're going to have to get some that, food after this. Yeah, no kidding. On top of that, uh, you can serve those with uh, turkey or crappie fillets. Uh, I guess those are pretty common things to serve them with. Although I would imagine just by themselves uh, would be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the mor- that's the morale of the, the story there, yeah? That's right. Yeah, so now they're going to think you t- you're, you came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading what Shane wrote, everybody. <laughs> He's Very so good. darn clever. Uh, that was a good placement, though. Okay, well, anything else you want to add about the morel mushroom hunting? No, I really want to do it, though, so yes. let's, let's, let's go do that. We should. I'm not You know, joking. that's almost something. You can almost do this along with uh, something stuff. like geocaching or... Uh, you know, tre- trekking through the woods. Either way, there's a lot of people turkey do. hunting that have been grabbing them up. Uh, I've been seeing posts on a lot of the hunting pages I like. So, uh, who's been grabbing them up? Uh, I mean, I could probably look through my list of pages that I like, oh. but yeah, people are like, oh, one of the benefits of turkey hunting is morel mushrooms, and they get really excited. Ah, so. nice. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much anytime you're out in the woods, you <laughs> you're bound to come across them if you know, especially if you know what to look for. Bound to come home with an awesome dinner, apparently. Yeah. So cool. Thanks, thanks, Eric, for uh, enlightening me on the moral mushroom because I am definitely going to be keeping an eye, keeping a, uh, you know, an eye open for him in the future here. Well, hopefully, for the sake of both of us, I can also feed you some moral mushrooms. <laughs> Sounds good. Okie doke. Here we go. Then let's let's move right along. Word in the woods. All right. Well, we've got uh, a couple of things here to talk about. Eric, do you want to uh, just dive right in here to this article? Yeah, I'll try to move quickly through some of this stuff. Um, you know, I think most of our audience knows we're from Wisconsin, but I don't want our audience to be limited to what goes on here. So. Um, one thing I've actually been intrigued about myself and hope to accomplish someday, or at least a segment of, is the Appalachian Trail. And uh, I found some motivation. There is an article that I found here on uh, Wisconsin Outdoor Fun, of course. It's a Wisconsin-based website, but this is, obviously, the Appalachian Trail is, you know, runs across most of, what, the United States, right? Or a chunk of. A chunk of. Thank you. Like a quarter of 
Yeah, let's go with a quarter. That sounds about right. Thank you. I can picture it in my head. Um, as Shane knows, I'm geographically challenged. But anyway, uh, a local man um, with a visual disability is hiking the Appalachian Trail. And I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, it says, Neighbors and Friends, local man with visual disabilities hiking the trail. This is, again, from Wisconsin Outdoor Fun. And uh, the, the gentleman's name is Brian Brown. And eventually, as you read through the article here, it says, here, here's the catch, quote, Brown is blind, completely blind, end quote. Uh, and then I have another quote here right below that, which says, I've got, this is from Brian, quote, I've got one really small point of light perspective in my right eye. Brown concedes, quote, most of the time I can tell you if it's day or night, but not all the time, end quote. So he's doing this hike with his seeing eye dog. Um, holy crap. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can't even imagine. Um, you know, that's one of the things uh, we were kind of briefly mentioning before we started here. Um, there are other senses at play here um, that maybe we don't we don't necessarily even realize sometimes, you know, for instance, scent or, uh, you know, uh, uh, hearing. Um, what? I'm sure. <laughs> nice. Uh, they, I'm sure they play just as uh, big of a role in, in our outdoor experience. And um, I think it's awesome that he's taken to, to doing this. I mean, something I've never done, you know, maybe someday, but... Um, you know, well, I, I, I think it's interesting. I've never hiked and closed my eyes. I've never done anything outside and closed my eyes other than hunt, mainly because I'm falling asleep because I'm tired because I'm being, you know, I'm awake well, so early. You are closing your eyes when I hunt, but not other times. Um, yeah. so the interesting thing is when I close my eyes and I'm hunting, it does seem as though I become more uh, in tune with what's going on around me just through my sense of hearing. Right. You know, pretty soon I can tell the difference between a turkey and a squirrel and a deer walking through the woods or a bird. I can even hear birds flapping past. It's interesting that you can really figure all that out just by hearing it. Yeah, for sure. So way to go. Uh, yeah, way to go, Brian. Nice yeah. work, sir. You got a, you got a clap sound over there? Uh, <laughs> not yet. I'll have to work on that, though. Cool. That's all I wanted. I just, you know, motivation, inspiration, Appalachian Trail, if you haven't heard of it, you don't know of it, um, that's on my bucket list, so. Right on. Yeah, maybe we'll have to go there, uh, well, who knows, maybe we'll, maybe we could go there together sometime. We'll see. We've done, we've already done quite a few adventures together, but. Yes, I do like a good adventure. That's probably going to be another one of them. Cool. And then uh said one other thing here to talk about. Uh, again, we don't always want to talk Wisconsin, but this just happens to be something that's happening in Wisconsin. This Midwest Outdoor Heritage Education Expo, May 15th to the 16th. It's at the McKenzie Center in Poignette, uh, Wisconsin. It is free admission. And I just want to read a little quote directly from the website here which says it is a unique field trip where students can be face-to-face with live wolves, lynx, badger, otter, bison, and eagles and participate in archery, air gun, fisheries, forestry, wildlife, and so many other fun activities all in one location. And, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
It's a mouthful. If you want to know more, you can go to the website where I found this information at uh, outdoorheritageeducationcenter.com. And uh, the one thing I didn't mention, it is 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I would imagine on both of those days, uh, May 15th to the 16th. So, again. Free? Uh, you said free? Free, free admission. Did I say you can't say right? that enough. Free admission. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, again, that's uh, outdoorheritageeducationcenter.com. Okay, well, you know what the we haven't really done sound off in a while. Um, was there anything you wanted to share? We, I think we got some uh, replies to uh, Facebook posts. Is that accurate? We got a couple, which is good. That's what we're looking for. Um, was there any you wanted to read in particular? I'll read them all. There's only well four, then. So. Well then, I'm gonna play this. Sound off. The video is a lot of fun. Yeah, good stuff. Well, go ahead. Yeah, you, so you have them up right now? I'm doing it, yeah. Uh, so last week on May 6th, uh, the Wildernet Podcast, Shane and I, one of us, posted, what's your favorite outdoor activity in the summer? Uh, mainly because, honestly, I don't know, we always say we could just keep picking topics all day long. We'll be real selfish about it. But if you, our audience, has something you'd be interested in hearing about or having us talk about, Let's do that. So we got, um, I won't call names, but uh, the four people that did respond, we got paintball, boating, swimming, and fishing. You know, that's something we should do too, uh, paintballing. I've yet to fully get into I've done airsoft guns, indoor, outdoor, uh, but not paintball. I wonder if you could, you could probably say their first names if you wanted. You think? Yeah. Ivan likes the paintball. Kyle likes boating. Sharon uh, likes swimming. And Chris likes fishing. Thanks, Chris. I'm obsessed. Um, Sharon, Shane. I mean, you can respond to these things. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I think that's What's great. Your, I mean, out of these four, which ones your? I mean, I have to say, I really want to try paintballing. Yeah, I, I do, do enjoy uh, uh, boating and swimming go together. Uh, I guess fishing too, depending on what kind of boat you're on. But right, I've uh, I've only been paintballing once. It's definitely something that I would like to do uh, again soon, very Does soon. It, does it hurt? Like, did you get yes. pegged pretty bad? Uh, pretty good. But you know what? I think I still would take it over an airsoft gun, honestly. <laughs> those those damn things suck. Those sting. <laughs> I, I almost take the whelp of a paintball. I I say that now, but uh, over the that sting of an airsoft gun, that's bad. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun though, from what I can remember. And you just want to wear something that can pretty much get destroyed. I think. Sure. <laughs> I think there's some pretty decent outdoor paintball um, facilities near nearby, not even far. Um, we should, yep. yeah, that's going to happen this summer. Thanks, Ivan. We're going to go paintballing soon. Yeah, let's do it. We'll probably talk about it then too, which is fun for us. We like this stuff. Cool, cool, man. So I got, that's awesome. our sound off from the Facebook page. That's great. Thanks, guys and gals. Good job. Good job, guys. Nice work. Uh, yeah, so, hey, uh, if you would like to, well, you can go to our Facebook page and, and leave some comments also if you'd like at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast on Twitter at wildernetcast or go ahead and email us at wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, this is the part where I uh, take it over to Eric and have him explain to everyone where they can find him. Well, everyone, 
I don't know where you can find me, technically speaking, but, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of hunting, a bigger proponent even more still of hunting on public land, uh, mainly Wisconsin because that's where I'm from, but I, I support that across the whole U.S., uh, coast to coast, Alaska, you name it. Public hunting is awesome. If you're into public hunting and uh, you're anywhere in the United States or Wisconsin, check out Where to Hunt Wisconsin, and that's going to be facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. Thanks. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Eric. Uh, you can find me at Shave Maddox, and that's on Twitter. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned this briefly at the beginning of the episode, but did start another podcast with uh, a couple of friends, uh, Matt and Tony. That's the Tech Ease podcast. You can also find that on iTunes as well. Spell it because you have a play on words here. A bit. Yep, it is. It is T E C H E E A S E. I can spell. <laughs> um, yes, it's a bit of a play on words. Whether that be um, techies or another way I like to look at it is uh, as a language almost of tech ease, you know. <laughs> so it's almost a trifecta or whatever you want to call it there. So, all right. Nice well, hey. Done. Nice done. Thank you. Go feel free to check that out if you like. And uh, all right, well, hey, I guess we can go ahead and. That's not right. <laughs> the moment of reflection. So we call. <laughs> what was that? Was that a? That was, was a, that a boat. That was a boat. <laughs> So uh, we like to reflect a little bit. Uh, we really just like to summarize the episode at this point. It's essentially what we're doing here. And um, if you haven't figured that out by now, anyways. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, you know, one thing we like to do here is our with our activity of the week is we talk about just different ideas for getting outside and enjoying Mother Nature as it was intended. And one of those things you can do is find some moral mushrooms. Get out there and do some searching. You know, it's it's actually kind of similar uh, as one of our previous uh, topics, which was um, shed hunting, and that you're pretty unlikely to actually find any. <laughs> you're going to have to do some serious searching to find These your first. These seem more like common than a shed, I think. I think so. Could be a little bit more rewarding. Not to mention, you can't eat the sheds. I wouldn't recommend it. This is true. I mean, unless you're a rodent of some kind, right? Then you can eat the eat away. I wonder if you can feed those to your dog. I mean, do dogs eat to your sheds? Somebody was just asking me, actually, recently, if um, <laughs> about some extra sheds, and I was like, "Well, my maybe my dad has some um, for their dog." I don't remember who it was now, but they were asking specifically, um, yeah, for their dogs. So. Uh, apparently, I th- yeah, because they were saying you can buy them in the store, like um, slices of them. Apparently, that that's got to be a market all in of itself. Holy, anything to do with the pet industry is insane. Right. Sorry. Anyway, so, so and you know, um, anyone can anyone can get outside. Absolutely. Um, I I want to challenge and encourage our audience. If you made it this far in our episode, let's just say you go out and you do. 
Morel Mushroom Hunt or you have, um, please share your photos with us and or recipes, especially recipes <laughs> with photos if possible. Thank you. That's all I've got for that. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, anyone can get out there. Uh, if, you know, Brian Brown can get out there with his dog and, you know, take the Appalachian Trail. Why not you? Go ahead and make it happen. And then once more, uh, just real real briefly, uh, the Midwest Outdoor Heritage Education Expo at the McKenzie Center in Poignant, Wisconsin. Free admission, May 15th to the 16th. Check it out. Sounds like fun. I've, I, if I could go, I would. I might. Act, well, no, because it's only goes to <laughs> Actually, I'm going. <laughs> I, I can't. It's not in my time frame. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll about do it, Eric. Is there anything else that you would like to discuss? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this episode. Oh, good. I'm glad. Glad we got to do uh, oh, kind of making this more of a weekly thing again. I think that's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. All right, everyone. Thanks a bunch for listening. Uh, you have been listening to the Wildernet Podcast. Uh, again, where we rediscover nature in a digital age. Go ahead and say that again. And until next time, take care. Oh, yeah, get outside. I'm just kidding. Seriously, get outside. <laughs> <laughs>